You are listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we are working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear good news and as we scatter to share it. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad, and they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with him when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the, in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark, into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, the disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with him. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So if we go back to those final two verses, we see the reason for John writing this gospel. And that is that this is a book of signs, signs that Jesus did. This is not an exhaustive list of all the signs that Jesus did, but these signs are there for a specific purpose to us. Firstly, so that we may believe. Secondly, that Jesus is truly God as John states in his opening chapter of this gospel. And thirdly, that by believing, we may have life in his name. Now, these three points lead us to our big idea for this week. And that is that Jesus proved himself to be victorious over death. And therefore, we believe, trust, and find life in him. Now, in reading this passage today, we can break it up into two different parts. Firstly, Jesus revealing himself to, to the disciples without Thomas, and then Jesus revealing himself to the disciples with Thomas. Now, the first one is followed by a command, a call to missions, whereas the second one points to the person of Jesus. Now, as you read in verse 19, John puts a specific emphasis on the day that Jesus revealed himself, 
on this first day of the week. Now, why is this important to us? Because this is Resurrection Sunday. Now, we see that the Jews were fearful and they were behind the locked doors. And we know as we read that they're scared of the Jews. But why are they scared of the Jews? Well, the Jews had just crucified Jesus and they were followers of Jesus. So they, were, they, they might have thought, you know, we might be next. But then we read that Jesus came to them. But how? The doors were locked. Now, yes, this, this is a difficult part in our text because we know that initially Jesus wasn't there with the disciples. And then he came and he was there while the doors were still locked. But for the purpose of this sermon, I want us to focus on, rather focus on what Jesus said when he addressed the disciples after coming. And that is these words, peace be with you. Now, we can attribute this peace to them fearing and sitting inside this locked space. But this peace be with you, this address has, carries a lot more weight with it. This isn't just a pronouncement of peace to the disciples. This is Jesus gifting them, giving them this peace that he is pronouncing to them. This peace is a gift that has been bought and it's, it's been bought and it's evidenced by the scars that we see on Jesus' body. It's these scars that Jesus allows the disciples to investigate, to look at. It's not just merely to identify who Jesus is that's standing in front of them. This is to point to the victory that Jesus has won over death. It points to him being the triumphant one who stood up and raised and conquered death. Now, This is Jesus revealing himself, a self-revelation to the disciples. And it's in that moment, in that moment of self-revelation that only Jesus can give to the disciples, that they're filled with joy. Because this is when they realize, firstly, who Jesus is and what he has accomplished. And it is from this assurance of the self-revelation from Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit that we see in verse 22 that the disciples are sent on their mission. They are told to go out. Now, anchored, this is the same assurance that we share with the disciples. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, we can also step out in confidence knowing that we are called to go and proclaim this good news that we call the gospel in faith and in confidence and knowledge, knowing that Jesus has risen and conquered death. It's in that that we can go out and confidently profess the gospel. If we move on to verse 24, we're introduced to Thomas. Yes, one of the disciples who wasn't there in the, initial, in, in the initial appearance of Jesus. Now, as we read further, we see that the disciples told him of Jesus' appearing. And we can naturally assume that the disciples were overjoyed in this. But what's Thomas's response upon hearing that Jesus had appeared to the disciples. He thinks these people are insane. It's absurd. He doesn't believe. And furthermore, he goes on to lay down this challenge. He says, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into that mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. This isn't doubt. This is unbelief. Thomas doesn't believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. 
Well, in a way, this is actually where we can most relate to a Thomas. Because we all do that. We all lay down our own challenges to God. We all put up our own standards to which God needs to meet us at, like our own hoops that God needs to jump through to prove that he's there, that he loves us, that he stands with us. You know, that's what we as humans do. I myself can recount many times where I've set up these standards, expecting him to show himself in ways that I see fit. And that's not how it works. This all points back to our fragile and our fallen conditions. Our fallen natures attempt to drive us away from God in disbelief that we may challenge God. And then it's our fragile condition that expects God to jump through these hoops to come down or to condescend to what we expect him to do and to show us how he should work and operate. And it is this fallen condition that we see coming through in Thomas through this challenge. Now in verse 26, this leads us to the encounter between Jesus and Thomas. We read that they're in a similar scenario eight days later. Now this is the next Sunday of the next week where the disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them and the doors were locked and Jesus came again and stood among them and said these words again, peace be with you. Again, gifting the disciples this peace that he's pronouncing and reassuring them that it's not just a mere statement that he's giving them. And after saying that Jesus, he turns to Thomas and speaks to him. And it is here in this encounter that we see Jesus one by one addressing every challenge that Thomas laid down before him. Jesus speaks to him and says, put your finger here, see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. One by one, those boxes are ticked. And then at the end, Jesus says, do not disbelieve, but believe. Now at that moment, it's easy to think that Jesus is reprimanding or reproving Thomas. But what's fascinating is it's at that moment that Jesus is actually gifting Thomas the trust and the faith to believe in Jesus Christ. It's at that moment that Jesus reveals himself truly to Thomas. And it's in that moment that we hear one of the most profound declarations of who Jesus is when Thomas, the unbelieving Thomas, says, My Lord and my God. As I've said, this is, this is where Jesus reveals himself to Thomas in his victory over death. And it's not only just to Thomas, but this is where Jesus also reveals to us his victory over death. Because although we have not seen Jesus, we believe. It's not out of sight like Thomas and the other disciples, but through the hearing of the gospel and the reassurance of Jesus Christ defeating death that we believe. And this is what Jesus is pointing to us in verse 29, that there will come a time in the future where Jesus won't be with us physically on earth, where we won't be seeing him, so that we, we can't believe by sight, but that it would be by hearing, by the proclamation of the good news to us. And anchored, I believe this is why John writes this gospel to us, 
He writes to us of these signs that we may believe that Jesus would be revealed to us through these words and that we may take courage in the certainty of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Anchored, my plea to you is turn to Christ, not in challenge or by setting demands or expecting God to jump through hoops for you, but as a receiver of this gift of reassurance and certainty, knowing that this gift is something that you couldn't have obtained from within yourself. Look to Christ as the the sure redeemer and overcomer of death and know that he died in our place, that we might believe, trust, and find our life in him. Let's pray. (sighs) Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning Lord, knowing that within our hearts we do challenge you and we do set our own standards. But Lord, in your mercy and your grace, I pray that you will, you will guide us to reassurance that, that we don't need to challenge you, that you are, you are God and you reign supreme and that we can fully trust fully believe in your word and who you are. Amen. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.